Welcome to Mom Talk, a podcast where we have authentic conversations with moms just like you and me. Let's connect, inspire, and empower one another. Are you ready? Let's go. Today on Mom Talk, we are joined by Teddy Blue. She actually started following me on Instagram, which is how we connected. I followed her back and was just amazed at her kindness and openness and vulnerability, and I decided that she needed to come on the show. So she's a mom to three bright babies under the age of five. She also is a birth doula and runs two Etsy shops, one of which sells empowering art for mothers and birth workers, and the other selling vintage clothing. She aspires to be a nurse, radically changing birth culture from the inside out. Today we discuss a ton of topics, but the main one that I think really stuck out as an overarching theme was female empowerment. So I hope you all enjoy. Here we go. First of all, I want to know what drew you to my page. How how did you find me? Um, well, honestly, I think it was through like a promoted like something promoted through Instagram. Yeah. And I saw one of your pieces and I was just like, wow, that is so pretty. And then I was like, wow, she's a mom. Mm-hmm. And something I'm really passionate about is supporting other moms and makers and artists. So I knew that I had to follow you. And then everything <laughs> oh. you talked about, I've yeah. really related to. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you have followed me because I've enjoyed following you back and then seeing like what you're doing in the daily. And I love your stories. I mean, you post, I'm not good about posting on my stories. I'm trying to be better about it, but I enjoy like scrolling through your stories and seeing all the things that you have to talk about. And it's, it's fun. Thank you. Yeah. I, I try to be, just be myself. And I'm like, at this point in my life, if someone doesn't like it, they can just unfollow me because they're not the potential clients I'm trying to reach or friends I'm trying to make. So you have to like polarize your um, the people who come to your page, like because you want them to love you for exactly who you are and what you believe and feel and think about. And, you know, obviously, if you say one thing, then there's going to be a percentage of people who disagree. And that's just natural, you know. Yeah. yeah but if anything, I feel like hopefully it'll just like put a seed in their head and mm-hmm. get them to start thinking. Tell me a little bit about you as a mom, like what that journey has looked like so far and your kids. I want to know all about it. Well, I became a mom really unexpectedly. I was 18 mm-hmm. and I was using birth control. When I found out I was pregnant, I was actually four months pregnant. But that's, yeah, that's a I long thought- way down the road. Yeah. I thought I had like a weird flu or something going on. Um, But from the moment we found out we were pregnant in the hospital, my partner and I were both like, we love each other and we want to start a family. And we'd already planned on like doing that later in life. So we were like, you know what? We're just going to start now. And then after I had my first daughter, I just, I really fell in love with it. And I never had siblings and I was always really lonely. Yeah. So I was like, I really would love for my child to experience having a sibling. Mm -hmm. And then my second daughter. And then it's like, well, you have two. You might as well have three. Uh, I think we're done with biological children now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we'll see. (laughs) Do you plan on adopting at any point? I would really, really love to foster. Mm -hmm. Um, We live in Arizona. 
really is a huge crisis, children not having anyone. And it absolutely breaks my heart because I know I'm not a perfect mom. Nobody is, but like I have enough love and I know that in a few years from now we will have enough money to definitely Mm -hmm. support children. And I'm like, I may not be able to send them to Harvard or send them on like, you know, take them to Costa Rica every summer or whatever. But I'm like, I can feed them and make sure they have everything they need like mm-hmm. here and now to be healthy adults later, even if they were only with me for a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Me and Lucas definitely want to adopt at some point. I think a child most likely from Brazil because that's where he grew up. So, and you just got a, a new house. Yes. Oh my, it still doesn't feel real. It's very surreal. I've never, I've never lived in a house like this. Thank you. Yeah. Both worked really, really hard for it. And it's funny, the house numbers add up to my favorite number. They add up 19. Why, why 19? When I was pregnant with my youngest child, Simon, um, Mm -hmm. I've always lived with depression from the time I was four years old. But when I was pregnant with him, it was really honestly the worst it had ever been and Mm -hmm. so the only thing that got me through the day was reading Mm -hmm. and I randomly someone gifted me a Stephen King book he has like an easter egg in his books and it's the number 19 so like you will find in any book he's written he's gonna throw that in there and it's gonna be important and so I think whatever you pay attention to it's like what is that like the red car theory like if you have a red car you see red cars everywhere So I really, while I was pregnant with Simon, like 19 was important because it got me through literally like 30 books looking for that number. It sounds silly that, you know, it's a fictional book, but some people have Harry Potter, some people have the Twilight series. And for me, it was uh, the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. (laughs) They deal with like the, that whole theme of there is light and darkness everywhere and how we have to find it in ourselves, like the good in ourselves to get the good out there. So long story short, the number 19 just like really, really got me through my pregnancy. And then just like looking for houses because where we were living was, it was not safe. The house was Mm -hmm. from the 1930s. There was mold. They wouldn't, they just, the landlord wouldn't fix stuff. Mm So to have found this house that, the rent is less than the old place that was falling apart. It's crazy. It, yeah, it's crazy. Like every time I walk into the front door, I'm like, this, I can't believe this is my house. It feels like a, like a lucid dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's. Wow. It was like six years ago, my partner quit his job with an international company, even though he was doing, doing really well because he was so unhappy. So mm-hmm. went from living in a nice house to living in my mom's guest house to living in the worst apartment, tiny apartment where like literally thousands of cockroaches would crawl out of the walls at night. Like Stop. And I, it was <laughs> it was like after you've been through that and then also to see like my neighbors, what they had to go through, they had no light at the end of the tunnel it was like no this is our reality we don't make enough money this is where we're always going to be wow so frustrating and really I felt so trapped but I just had to remind myself like this isn't forever and we have to sometimes you know 
you have to do all the hard work. And that's what my partner was doing at his job. He mm-hmm. started at the bottom. And now over the years, he's worked his way up. And now we're in a position where we can have this house. Yep. And save money to buy a house and yeah. go on trips and put our kids in camp. So it's been six, almost seven years of just like really, really working hard and having to be patient. And there were times where I just wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. We didn't. And now that I'm here, I'm like, whoa, I don't need anything else. Like, <laughs> I never need anything else. I'm so happy with with this. That's beautiful, though. I love that. And in reading the kind of the bio that you sent over, I noticed that one of like the biggest themes was like feminine power or just power in women in general. Um, Why don't you kind of just elaborate on why are you so passionate about that? Well, I mean, honestly, it started from the time I was young. My mom was always independent. She worked on call 24-7 my whole childhood. So she was a really strong example of what a woman could be mm-hmm. when they stepped into power. But at the same time, my grandmother was very much like, women shouldn't work out of the house. Like, you need to look a certain way. You need to speak a certain way. So it was... It was really conflicting and I still have trauma from my grandmother and her like beliefs that she pushed on me. So yeah. for a long time, I thought a woman had to act a certain way. I was like, you have to always have full hair and makeup. You <laughs> have to always, you know, have dinner ready when your husband gets home. Like this is what's life. This is what life is going to be like for me. Mm-hmm. But all that, there was a, a crippling depression that was like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. So when I did get pregnant, it was my first pregnancy was very, very difficult. Mm. I ended up having a very, you know, what people would call an easy birth. It was under 10 hours. I didn't tear. My baby was healthy and perfect. Mm-hmm. But my um, my birth plan wasn't followed. The doctor mm. just took over and did some things that was like just shocking. Yeah. So after that, and looking back through my life, it was so transformative to be like, whoa, everyone has told me like, women can't do these things. This is this is the box. And this is what you're supposed to fit into it if this is what you want to be a real woman. Mm. And so after I had my baby, the nine months after that, I was like, no, a woman is strong. If I can push out a baby, like... I can do anything. That's so true. And that's when I really got invested into the birth community here locally. And if it, honestly, if it wasn't for Instagram, I never would have found out about natural birth. Mm-hmm. I never would have found out about, you know, the divine feminine and what a woman could be. So, yeah, like Instagram can suck sometimes, but really without it, I I think it would have taken me a lot longer in life to realize that, like, just because I am a woman and just because I have certain body parts mm-hmm. doesn't mean I have to play a traditional role. A traditional role. I can do anything I want to do. I'm strong enough to do anything. <laughs> Once you push a baby out of your body, you are you feel like a rock star. I mean, I could not. I believed it that it had happened, but I also was like, wow. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I know that like you had a natural birth too. So mm-hmm. was it what you thought it was going to be or was it even better or? Uh, it was just a combination of, I mean, it, it was harder than I thought it was going to be, but also as hard as I thought it was going to be. Like I knew I was in for the ride of my life. I kind of told myself ahead of time, like, it's going to be insanity and that's okay. (laughs) I was able to do it anyway. You know, I was able to push through it and I was able to keep myself somewhat grounded with the help of people around me. And like, I want to do it again. And that in itself is for me saying like, you know, you, you're powerful and you're strong and you've got more inside of you than you think that, you know? And so it was, I mean, there are moments where I was scared. There was moments when I was like, heck yes, I've got this. And then it was just kind of like this giant roller coaster ride of emotions of like, what have I done? And then, oh man, this is the best decision ever, you know? So it was, I mean, it was beautiful. I, I, it, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to put into words, honestly. No, I'm, I'm still speechless. Like I've done it three times now yeah. and there's no other feeling like it when you've actually done it and like all like you push out your baby and then like all the pain is gone all the worries are gone and it's like mm-hmm. I'm done yeah. <laughs> I was I've like it. that was really hard but like I was gonna keep going if it was you know like you accept it but you're totally right you just have to keep pushing through it and that's what I reminded myself every time is like this will end Mm-hmm. It's like pregnant near the end of pregnancy. A lot of women are like, I'm going to be pregnant forever. That's what I felt like. <laughs> and so with birth, I was like, I wasn't pregnant forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through birth forever. I just have to keep going. Exactly. So with my third birth, I decided to have a home birth. The beginning of my labor was totally normal and great. And then I realized based on what I was experiencing the sensations I was like oh I'm having back labor Mm. a lot of people and a lot of my doula clients who had back labor are like epidural and I never really understood that but then after experiencing back labor and how unpredictable it was unlike my previous birth where the contractions were steady waves yeah was all over the place it it would come out of nowhere I'd feel nauseous I'd vomit it was not what I expected but I had to start laughing because I was like, you know what? Like, even though this is not what I expected, I'm still going to go through it. Mm-hmm. I'm my game plan. And so I still, I did what I wanted to do. I just, I kept moving. I didn't let it control me. I decided not to be afraid. I was like, eventually the baby's going to come out one way or another. Like, they, it has to. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like. I'm like, I'm getting chills talking about it. <laughs> it happens every time because it was so incredibly empowering. Mm-hmm. And after that third birth, really, that's when I decided to go back to school. And now that like I've done that and I'm doing that, I'm like, this is like cake. You know, I pushed out a 10 pound baby in my bathroom. Like everything else is going to be painfully easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> suck in the moment and be difficult and new but if I just keep going eventually it'll be behind me and I'll be like oh whoa I did that Mm. 
So I guess getting back to like why I want to empower women is so many women don't realize that. They think yeah. they have to be something. They think they don't have that strength inside of them. They think, oh, I could never do that. That's crazy. And it's like, if you were a man, you wouldn't talk to yourself that way. But because you've been brought up to be, you know, that perfect little girl, you're like, oh, no, you can't do that. So every woman I meet, I try to be like, you can do anything, like mm-hmm. anything you want. You just have to actually do it. What are some suggestions that you have for women who are, you know, seeking to grow in that area of empowering themselves? Hmm. I think you really have to decide what what you want. And that can be really difficult because a lot of people don't know what they want. They're happy not deciding anything. They're happy just kind of going along. But if you decide, I want something different, just sit down and like start journaling every day. Or you can talk to your friends about it. Or if you need to, you can go talk to a therapist about it and decide really what you want. And so for me, I was like, I want my ultimate goal is I want to be able to provide for my family. And when my kids are like 10 years old, be like, guess what? It's your birthday. We're going to see the pyramids in Egypt. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I want to be able to do. And yeah. I know that I want to work in the birth field. So I'm like, I have to go back to school. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of hard work and self-realization, but that's where you have to start is with yourself and deciding what you want and then just every day doing just a little bit and doing a little more than you did the day before like if on day one you wake up early that's awesome that's all you need to focus on the next day wake up early and spend just five minutes meditating Mm. or five minutes journaling or even it can be simple things like sometimes you're too tired to do your laundry or do the dishes or play with your kids But just telling yourself, like, I'm going to work on myself, so I'm going to do this for five more minutes. Mm. And then it becomes such a habit that you're not even thinking about it. And it's, it's like invigorating and exciting and you want to be better. And so you're okay with, with spending that energy on things that a year ago, you would have been like, oh, no, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, I can do it. I want to do even more. Yes. I'm thinking back to the moment after bringing Luna home, just like, how am I going to do this? Like, I have to care for this little baby. She relies on me. And, and now I'm like, I've got this. Like, of course, there are moments where I think that all hell has broken loose. But for the most part, like, I, I can do this. I am a freaking champion. I don't even need my husband. I mean, like I do. But there are definitely moments where I'm like, I got her all ready. I I did the dishes. I cleaned the house. I'm doing my business. You know, like I'm I'm sometimes killing it at the mom game, and it just really is such a crazy feeling to say, yeah, I'm doing that. Like all of these things that I've never even imagined for myself are becoming a reality, which is crazy. So you don't think like before you had your baby you weren't as determined definitely not no yeah she like lit a fire inside of me after I found out that I was having her do you think it's been like easier for you because you had a good support system um I mean yes and no like I've always been the type of person who 
if I have an idea I and I want to make it happen, I will go after it and I will like do my darndest to make it happen. But I think that my support system, primarily like my parents and my family, although we may not agree on everything, they did instill a lot of valuable like beliefs and lessons in me of like responsibility and you know don't quit those sort of things like of course I'm learning that like sometimes it's okay to say no I need to close this chapter of my life and move on to something else but having the resilience to keep going was something that I definitely learned as a child And I kind of just took that with me throughout life. But now I'm just more determined for myself rather than for others. Like I think for a long time I was doing those things to make my parents happy and to make them proud of me or like my grandparents be proud of me because they, you know, have that expectation of who you should be as you're kind of growing up and like, who they see you becoming and when you're not really aligning with that or following that path for yourself or for them, then it's a huge adjustment. But like after you go through those growing pains, it's for me, it's been really beautiful. I mean, my relationship with my parents has gotten better and my relationship with myself and the world around me, you know, it's just feels so much more rewarding being who I am now rather than who I was because I thought that was who I should have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many people I've seen like, are, are like on Instagram, you know, social media, they're like, motherhood really made me realize who I am. And before I had my kids, I was very certain of who I was. Mm-hmm. And now back, I'm like, who is that? I have no idea who I was or what I actually wanted. And while I'm not who I thought I would be at all at this age in life, in a lot of ways, I'm even better. Mm -hmm. Like, I might not have the job I thought I was going to have or the status or whatever, but my actual human, like, qualities of a human being, like, I'm empathetic, I'm strong, I'm caring, I try to be a good friend, mm-hmm. I just try to love my children and put love into everything I do, that is not what I ever thought about before. So if I had never become a mom, I might not have found, you know, that deepness inside of me that is <laughs> is love and kindness and wanting to share that with, you know, everyone I meet, like anyone who's having a hard day. Yeah, and like I see, I see so many moms who are really struggling with finding themselves, and I think they see other women on Instagram are like, she knows who she is, and I'm like, no, they don't. Like we're all still figuring it out. Some yeah. of us are more okay with like putting out the current image we have out there, but just because you don't have that doesn't mean that you're bad or that you're falling behind. It just might mean that you need to spend a little more time for yourself. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm really lucky that I do have a support system now. And I didn't have that relationship with my mom before I had kids. Mm -hmm. But since becoming a mom and then realizing how much she did and seeing her blossom as a grandmother, I'm like, wow. Like, if I didn't have that and then the few close friends that I have, like, it would be a really, really, really hard time. 
So I definitely feel for those moms out there who live in, you know, rural communities and don't have anyone. Like, yeah. wow, that's why social media is amazing. Like, because you can make, you, you can step out of your comfort zone and make those connections with people. Mm-hmm. It's a thing about balancing because you can't compare yourself to others, even though you really want to. Mm-hmm. I still do all the time. And I always tell myself comparison is the thief of joy. It totally is. And I, I mean, I, my Instagram is growing and like beautiful things are happening in my life. But just like you said, like you all, I still fall prey to comparing myself to women who are, you know, whether that means more likes or more followers or their life just looks more put together than myself. And it, it doesn't, none of that matters, you know, it's, it really comes down to, are you, do you have joy in your life? Are you bringing joy to others? Are you pursuing like your dreams and your passions and working towards being the best version of yourself, whatever that looks like? It doesn't matter about, you know, what somebody says about a photo that you take, because that's just a snapshot of that current reality, you know, even if you're trying to be as authentic as possible, there's no way that they're stepping into your shoes entirely and your life. And I think that's a valuable thing for people to remember when they're scrolling through, you know, Instagram or even Facebook, whatever that looks like. So as a mom, what are two lessons that you want to pass on to other moms that you have learned and you think is super valuable? That's a very good question. (laughs) Or you can choose one if that's all you can think up of. Um, I think mostly like you have to one, like believe in yourself and know that this, this is all so temporary, so unbelievably temporary. Like, as soon as your kids hit middle school or high school, like, they don't need you. Like, yeah, they need you. But really, like, no, they're gone. They're their own person. So even though you have days where you're like, I can't do this, or, like, you're just crying, or, like, the house is disgusting, or your bank account is in the negative, like, just have faith in yourself that as long as you do everything with love, that it's going to be okay. This is not going to last forever. Nobody, I mean, yes, a bad gig, a bad day can turn into a bad decade, but really, we all have bad days, but they don't last forever. It everything is like birth. Everything yeah. is like pregnancy. It's not going to last forever. So if you just like hold on to the pillar of strength inside yourself and tell yourself like I can do this. My mother did this or, you know, my grandmother did this or if you don't have a relationship with your family like people in your past have brought you to this moment now and they've done it in way worse circumstances like we think that we have it hard but like we're not having to go and like plow the fields and then you know way back hide because a mountain lion is coming to eat us like (laughs) with that stress like we might have to deal with like you know the realities of today but really we can totally get through this. It's not as crazy difficult as our, you know, little monkey brains are making it out to be. 
-hmm. It just sometimes I think that we get in a mindset where it's almost easier to give in to being sad and depressed and give into the mindset like I'm just giving up Mm because it feels good to just like let it all go but it's not going to be worth it so you really just have to believe in yourself and find that strength and be like no I'm not going to choose the quote-unquote easy way and give up I'm just going to keep doing this every day and then one day I'm going to turn around and all my kids are going to be in high school or college or they're going to not choose to do that and they're going to go and be a craftsman and you're going to have an empty house and you're going to be crying and be like oh my god I want all those hard days back yeah I guess that's one kind of a dual lesson is like find your strength within yourself and know that it is real strength and then keep going yep push through it yep and I love what you said like you know, finding, finding that strength and knowing that it isn't going to last forever. And the fact that, yeah, it's so similar to birth and you have to be willing to work through and fight for what you want out of life. Like, I mean, I think there's a very rare circumstances when things just fall into people's laps, but the reality of it is like, you have to fight for it and you have to want it. And, and that's just daily intention. Every and working yeah working on it every day like it kind of upsets upsets me when people are like oh like you have to manifest it and I'm like you don't know what manifesting is like manifesting is getting up every single morning and working on it mm-hmm. even if it's five minutes you know it probably could be like an hour but like you have to be really patient and committed so often you know in today's society, we have instant gratification. We want what we want now. We can get it. We want food. We go to the grocery store. We don't have to wait mm-hmm. a whole season to watch it grow in the ground. Anything we can want, we can have almost instantly. And it's like the things that are really hard are often worth it. Like if mm-hmm. you want to start a business, you're not going to make a ton of money in the first year. I think like the average is like it takes like five years to usually like make all your money back or something. But like yeah. you have to be like, so committed and so patient and that's really really difficult like Mm -hmm. I practice it every day but oh my gosh sometimes I just like I do want to scream and be like please just let like a giant pot of money fall on my face like (laughs) but even then like money doesn't solve your problems if I hadn't have done all this hard work I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now if you enjoyed this podcast and want to find out more about Teddy Check out her Instagram, Mama Marigold, M-A-M-A-M-A-R-I-G-O-L-D. And you can also check out her vintage shop, Monsoon Vintage. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to talking with you all next Monday. I will see you then.